Coucou to the bon, it's your two favorite French bookworms. Hi, this is Helen. I'm originally from Indiana and moved to Europe after university. And I'm Miranda, born and raised in Toronto and now living and working in Ottawa. This is the podcast that explores the diversity of the francophonie. Come with us through dozens of countries and listen to over 300 million voices. This week on Les Bookworms, we are exploring Christmas traditions as a special holiday episode. Yay! I love the holidays so much. Me too. Well, in lieu of first impressions, I thought maybe we could start off with our favorite holiday song, because I don't know about you, but that's what I've been listening to on repeat to keep me in the holiday spirit. Yes. Okay, go ahead. I feel like you have something in mind. I do. I do. So personally, (laughs) I am a big fan of La Légende de Saint-Nicolas, or The Legend of Saint Nicholas, which basically is a children's song that tells the story of Saint Nicholas and three little kids. And I heard it for the first time in Nancy during their light show in Plastin. Oh. Um, Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, now it just gets me really in the mood. But here's a fun fact about the song. Okay. This song has been sung since 1200, and it was first written down in 1442. That is nuts. That is some history, I man. Know, super old. <laughs> That's great. Is it? I was really... so pumped. It was on our local news. I don't know this song, or at least I don't think I know this song. Like, is it really? Is it really dated, or is it okay? No, they have um, an acoustic modern singer that did the rendition for the light show i mean i would say he's in his late 30s yeah so what about you what's your favorite holiday song i have a lot i mean i'm canadian so michael buble is a staple his christmas album is just absolutely wonderful it is one that's always on repeat it's my go-to christmas recently i've been loving kelly clarkson's uh holiday album really good Mm -hmm. But personally, the one I love the most is uh, Angels We Have Heard on High because I most recently heard about it through my friend who's French-Canadian and she's like, oh, I love this song, Les Anges Dans Nos Campagnes. And I was like, sing it, I don't know it. And it's it's Angels We Have Heard on High. It's great. And like, I love that it's both French and English. It makes me really happy. And it was always my favorite as a kid because I feel like you can kind of fudge it as favorite. someone that was in choir and had to work on the pronunciation, All you right. can't fudge it, Miranda. Yes, you can fudge it. Anyway. <laughs> well, as someone who is not no. a perfectionist, do... you can see the difference between us here. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not a... I was uh, a bass in an all-girls choir, so, like, I was not a <laughs> singer. <laughs> but um, I do love how Christmas songs can be sung in any language. Oh, Christmas tree is Oh, Beau Sapin. Or yes. I think there, it's also originally a German carol, it I is. believe. It is. Oh, Tannenbaum. Yeah. Oh, Tannenbaum. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. I just love it because it's these universal melodies. And no matter what language you speak, you can know and connect. Oh, no, we always practice in French class. And it just, like, yeah. it's fun. It's a fun way to, like, learn new things. I love that. And it was my favorite thing going to any like occasion in France and then them singing. I remember one time they sang uh, In the Jungle, like the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. And it's, it's slightly different in French, but I was like, oh my God, I know this song. I love that. 
It, I think it originally released in both languages, but The Lion is Dead in France. Yes, that's like, what I was going to say, version. which makes so much more sense because everybody's so comfortable and happy. It's not just sleeping, it's yeah. dead. Everyone yeah, in the but like, can also, be okay. Is that, not the, is that not the epitome or like exact thing of like <laughs> French society being, this is realistic, The Lion's Dead, and Americans being like, he's just sleeping, it's okay, he's sleeping. Um. <laughs> I have like, more I to know. say on that. On, I have more to say on French people being as the most French they could possibly be later on. But let's move on. What are yes. you drinking today? I am drinking a nice Bia de Noël by Afflingham to be in the festive mood. What yes, about you? I love that they have like Bia de Noël. We don't really have that in Canada. We not, not really. No, anyway. well, I feel like in America we have craft beers that are gingerbread porters yeah. or Christmas, but they're more specialty and they're heavier. Yeah. This is, I mean, Belgian French beers, they're a lot lighter with pack-a-punch, but they just add a little bit of, you know, Christmas spices to it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I'm drinking a Riesling, and I am really enjoying it. <laughs> Ooh, very nice. Well, that kind of is hinting at where we're going maybe later in the mm. podcast, yeah. location-wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. Like, let's dive in because this is a fun little episode. We're not following the same structure that we normally do. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about holiday, holiday traditions across the Francophonie. Now, we had to limit ourselves. We're mostly doing Canada and Europe just because this episode cannot be three hours long and we are also only really doing Christmas but that is that that's also just uh what we're most used to and to be honest my experience in in France and in Canada has been almost entirely that of Christmas and not much else so it's not entirely inclusive but it's what we know and what we feel we can speak to that is a wonderful point. So why don't you speak to Quebec or Canada francophone holiday Christmas traditions? I'm not, I didn't grow up French Canadian because I'm not French Canadian, but I have a wonderful friend who has introduced me to a lot of the French Canadian traditions. And one of the things I love the most is that they take their food seriously. And this is for me, the most important part about the holidays is getting together with friends and and sharing like good food like friends and family and sharing food so there are three really traditional things in a quebec or french canadian uh christmas meal and one of those is tourtière and tourtière is a meat pie it's traditionally made with veal beef and pork but it can be made with just beef it is incredible I was not a believer. My friend um, said, oh, I I love tortillere. My aunt makes it every year. And I said, I don't think I've ever had a like homemade tortillere because my mother would make them or would buy the frozen ones. She got her aunt to send us via snail mail a recipe for her tortillere. And it included six pounds of meat. We asked her if we could like, reduce it and she said I don't know that the quality will come through so we made six pies (laughs) it was amazing though I have two sitting in my freezer waiting for I'm looking at photos right now (laughs) rolling (laughs) it's delicious and we used veal and pork and uh beef to be traditional 
The other recipe that her aunt sent us was ragout de, de boulettes. And I was like, okay, like meatball ragout, what now? And it's essentially a tomato sauce, like a ragout, but at the same time, it's you start with the base of like meatballs, so it's almost a brown sauce that you begin with and you add tomatoes to. It sounds delicious. Ooh. We haven't made it yet because we spent a bunch of money on six pounds of meat. So <laughs> hopefully we will make that before Christmas, but I think that sounds so delicious. And the last one is pet de cochon, which is a similar like stew in tomatoes that is with uh, ham hocks, which I love. And I love any like tough cut of meat that has been like stewed for a long time is delicious. You can kind of see through the sort of rough winters, more country vibes to these recipes. Um, mm -hmm. I was asking my friend about like, oh my gosh, like veal, beef, and pork, that's a lot. And she's like, well, sometimes we would use like moose if we had like gone hunting or we used deer. And I was like, okay, country girl, this city girl <laughs> can only get the stuff sold in Loblaws. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I just, I think that's amazing that they have these delicious foods don't they sound so amazing oh my god yes and <laughs> i love winter foods because you just you just eat to stay warm and cozy definitely in the frontier of canada but also <laughs> me and my apartment i too am enjoying heavier dishes yes. <laughs> come winter time yeah, absolutely and the other thing that french canadians do that's a little bit different is certainly the one than the way i grew up is that they have the la réveillon which is essentially Christmas before Christmas. Um, they usually celebrate with food and family and presents on the 24th. And it used to be at midnight they would start celebrating. That's less and less possible. You know, people work real jobs and have kids and it's not always practical. So now it starts more around 8 or 9 p.m. that people will have dinner and then open their presents for uh, Christmas, but it'll be like the day before and I don't know about you, but I was not allowed to open any presents before Christmas and Christmas Day we woke up opened our stockings and presents. So I like that's a bit different. I Grew up a little bit differently. So I had a celebration on the 24th as well oh. as the 25th So we always did my dad's side on the 24th and my mom's side on the 25th. So Christmas Eve was always special. And I do know a lot of Catholics, and I know Quebec has traditionally been Catholic, as mm -hmm. we talked about mm -hmm. in our very first episode. Uh, they do celebrate Midnight Mass uh, for Christmas yes, exactly. very frequently. And um, that's where this comes from. Yeah. And I know in France, the, the Réveillon is also an important holiday. My partner's family tends to have their biggest meal on the 24th. And a, wow. a lighter meal on the 25th. Yeah. See, I find it's that fun so connection. different and interesting. <laughs> I love that. It's I can't imagine celebrating on the 24th. All right. Well, will you take us, move us across the pond and take us into uh, the northeast of France? Yes. So I'm going to talk about Nancy, but also the general northeastern corridor of France here. December 6th is actually a really important day, kind of a kickoff to the season of Heck sorts, yeah. because that is the feast day of St. Nicolas, or St. Nicholas. In Lorraine, <laughs> there is a legend of St. Nicolas 
that as winter approached, three little children were walking in the fields somewhere between Nolsey and Mess, hotly debated, um, <laughs> but they lost their way until they stumbled upon a butcher's house. Now, this evil butcher welcomed them inside, cut them up into tiny pieces, and stored them away. Lovely. Until seven years later, St. Nicolas came along and found them and brought them back to life like nothing ever went wrong. That's the legend. That's the tradition. As I mentioned earlier, the song dates back to the 1200s. So it's a very strong ancient tradition in this part of France. But it also extends beyond. A lot of St. Nicolas celebrations include the Christmas markets being in full swing. Mm -hmm. There's normally a parade. We have a festival of lights. They have people dressed up as St. Nicolas. I was going to say, I remember this because uh, one of my colleagues had a son named Nicolas. So for Saint Nicolas, we went out and went to a Christmas market in, not far from where we were. And it was lovely. Like they had a guy dressed up all like Saint Nicolas, looked like Santa to me, not going to lie, but a little bit more religious. Like he kind of carries a staff. It's because he's, he's got- a bishop. So it's the bishop staff oh. and the bishop's hat. Well, there you go. So, but yeah, like it was a really fun thing and he gives chocolate out to everybody. Yeah, chocolate, oranges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even have little cakes. I'm sure you saw them when you were here in the grocery store with St. Nicolas in front of the like pande piece with the little sugar coating. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty exciting. And he's normally accompanied by his donkey and a little helper. So... We've had some fun with the St. Nicola decorations and the donkey, and they're all over town, all over every little town. Uh, It's a fun little way to get in the spirit. But the other part of the tradition, which extends to Belgium, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Germany, so several Francophone countries, several non-Francophone countries, is that this helper is called Père Futter. So basically think of him as like a whipping father, And Mm -hmm. he walks around with a whip and he takes care of the bad apples or the, as they say, the des enfants passage. So like the troublemakers. (laughs) So what we would say in American culture is that you're going to get coal in your stocking. These children get a little bit scared because I know of a friend in Jarame whose dad dressed up and would go to school on December 6th and wrap the knuckles of the not so conscious children and hand out oranges and stuff. So this is alive and well. Um, But the issue with this is that he is traditionally covered in coal smudges because he also gives out coal sometimes. Right. Now, this is problematic because Mm -hmm. basically it's turned into and has been for many years, decades, uh, just pure blackface. It's a white person in pure blackface dressed up next to St. Nicolas. So that aspect is not great and has become very much a contested issue. I would say I haven't seen that in France or anywhere that I visited. It's much more of a debate currently in the Netherlands. And so I would highly recommend checking out the podcast by one of our favorite shows to listen to, The Europeans. They released an episode last year that explains this tradition actually talks to several people on both sides and gives you a lot of background information it's outside of the francophony and outside of our expertise but definitely look into it because it is a problematic tradition yeah and their podcast is absolutely incredible let's move on to a little bit happier subject of favorite holiday treats Ooh. (laughs) 
I feel like there are so many and to be honest this year I'm planning to do cookie boxes and I love cookies at Christmas I feel like that's like the best thing the thing that I, comes to mind the most is our well there's two things one is that Christmas morning for my entire childhood my mom would make a coffee cake which is essentially just a white cake mix where you add yogurt and pudding mixture. It is the most North American thing ever. It's not like a real or coming from any real place. It's just completely chemical, but it's really good. Um, and my mom would make a coffee cake every Christmas Eve, so we would have it Christmas morning. That Aww. is my favorite thing in the world. But then I'm also thinking of pende piece just because I love pende piece. It's different in France like pende piece when you say that here people are like oh gingerbread and it's like yeah no. but in it, it's not like I don't know about you but I grew up with gingerbread being like hard cookies like made of molasses yes and pende piece in France doesn't even have molasses in it it has honey it's like got like spices and stuff it's completely different it's very different I have to say I much prefer my traditional ginger snaps and gingerbread. Pende <laughs> really? piece is a little bit harder for me. Yeah, I give it a good go, but unless it's dipped in chocolate, not my thing. Super good. And I love that there are a piece de pende piece. I love that. That yes. makes me happy. <laughs> well, I'm sticking to a bit of a French theme because I have too many favorite American traditions <laughs> and that's just not our podcast. So my favorite French holiday treat is la galette de roi like a king's cake, basically. This is actually specifically made for the Feast of the Epiphany, or the 12th mm -hmm. day of Christmas, which is yeah. in January. All of the boulangeries will release the galette de roi, and so you have basically a puff pastry filled with frang frangipan, yeah, uh, like an pan. almond, frangipan, okay, an almond paste, and it's heavenly. It's just butter and <laughs> puff pastry and almonds and holy cow. And just like King's Cake that, uh, at least in North America, that we do for Mardi Gras, there's a hidden figurine in the Galette du Roi. Mm -hmm. And so whoever finds the figurine gets to wear the crown and it's the king of the day. Yeah. I loved this holiday because I'd never heard of this before. And I also love just eating it. It's delicious. I loved that we came back from Christmas break and we, when we were assistants, we went back to work and immediate, almost immediately they were like, hey everybody, here's the Galette de Roi, like party. Everybody gets drinks and everybody gets food and we all celebrated at the school, like afterwards. It was the best thing. My school oh. did not have that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I got really lucky. My school did a lot. It was amazing. That sounds fun. Yeah. It was awesome. I have yet to win. I've yet to be the Yeah, the I don't queen. think I've ever I'm very won. upset. Well, this was a fun little walk down holiday Christmas lane. I should stop saying yeah. holiday. But the reason I keep saying holiday is because most of this isn't related to Christmas Day for me. Like, we have right. the St. Nicholas Festival. We have the Epiphany. And they're not actually Christmas. They're just around Christmas. But they're all related to the Christian domain of this holiday season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's finish off with a little French moment of the week. All right. Well, to keep in theme, if you guys don't know that I like St. Nicolas already, it's <laughs> my French moment. <laughs> we finally got out, uh, partially got out of confinement over here in France. So I was able to go more than a kilometer away from my house for the first time. 
uh, which means I got to see the lights, the Sapphire de Noel in Plastan, mm. and of course, we have all of the Saint Nicolas and his donkey streamers and banners all over. So we're revving up uh, to celebrate that, and it brought me so much joy after a very dismal, foggy, confined November. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, what about you? I guess my French moment of the week, or my holiday moment of the week, if you will, was I was going to work and didn't have any podcasts to keep me company, so I was just walking in silence, and I got into a really beautiful part of downtown, and there were Christmas lights, and it was snowing for the first time, like real fluffy snow. There was Christmas music playing, like, uh, because that was near a pavilion that's very touristy, and it was snowing, and that's my favorite part about the holidays, is the snow. Like, that's what I love so much about Canada, is that it feels like Christmas, it feels like the holidays, because it's it's snowing, it's cold, it's beautiful. Like, I love it so much. Oh, I want yeah. a white Christmas. That's my favorite holiday movie. And yeah. I definitely love snow. <laughs> well, this is a wrap for season one of Le Book- Les Bookworms. It's been such a fun adventure so far. And we're it looking has. forward to season two coming out in 2021. Yes, we're going to be taking a little three-week, four-week break. Um, And in that time, we will not be breaking because we have work and school and life to catch up on. (laughs) But we'll be taking a little break from this wonderful podcast. I've loved this first season. and It's um, been fun exploring and learning, and I literally have so much more I want to (laughs) learn. Exactly. So we're so excited for season two. Yeah, which is coming in 2021. What even is happening? I feel like 2020 didn't know. happen. What's going on? It, I mean, I've been in my pajamas in my house for most of the years. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, so thanks for exploring the Francophonie with us, whether you're just getting started or many miles down the road. Just remember that language holds up a mirror to help us understand ourselves and the world around us. There are always new stories to share and to hear. See you next season on Les Bookworms. A bientôt. Safe holidays to everyone. A bientôt. Joyeux Noël.